Just after 9 o'clock, good morning. This is Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. And coming up at 9.30 is the Sunny Melindres Show. But the inspirational hour begins now with God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. The following is sponsored by GodandOurDogs.com. And this is Bernie Radio. Discover a new perspective. God and Our Dogs. GodandOurDogs.com Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at GodandOurDogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is discovering a new perspective and rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow, spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. Dog stories told on the show reveal God in new ways. We look in the mirror of our dogs. In the reflection, we find aha moments, bringing to light a deeper understanding of love, value, purpose, and belonging. Find us at GodInOurDogs.com. Click follow on the God and Our Dogs page on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast site and on YouTube, where you will find bonus material from our guests. Thanks to the God and Our Dogs business partners, including Toolbox Studios, Kendall County Veterinary Center, Living Well Family Medicine and Aesthetics, and River Road Pharmacy. Thanks to the folks at Wheeler's Western Outfitters for a great spot to record our show. Our guest today is Robert Cooper, Regional Sales Manager for Flow Therapy. He is compassionate and caring. His dogs would introduce the attentive and loving Robert as my buddy. Welcome, Robert. We're so happy to have you on the show. Thanks, Meg. Great to be here. It's so fun, and I know people are going to enjoy your stories for sure. But you didn't grow up with dogs. You didn't get dogs until you were an adult. So tell us how that happened. Sure. So my dad, unfortunately, was not a fan of dogs. So I kind of eagerly waited for that first opportunity. And when Dana and I got married, she was a fan of dogs. So we started looking, and Dana found a wonderful breed of the Spitz family, an American Eskimo. And uh, we went and picked up our little American Eskimo puppy and named him Max. Oh, that's awesome. Now, how big do American Eskimo dogs get? They're typically 20 to 30 pounds. Oh, okay. So they're not as big as I was thinking they might be. No, when you think of the Spitz, that's the larger size. So this is kind of the miniature Spitz, okay. mid-sized dog. Oh, well, cool. Well, tell us about Max. Max was wonderful. You know, for me in particular, not having dogs growing up, it was quite a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, understanding caring for them, the regular feeding patterns and all that. But, you know, as I started to hang out with Max, we just we built this bond like right away. I just, I loved having him around. Very high energy, being of the Spitz family, a white fur ball, long white hair, mm-hmm. and, you know, beautiful to look at, but just a lot of energy, having fun running around. Just great, great companion. Uh huh. Well, there was a time that he wasn't exactly white from a story you told me. <laughs> Tell us about that. Yeah, so when we picked him up, unfortunately, he had a pretty bad case of fleas. And so we found this shampoo, and it was blue. (laughs) And so we have this little puppy who's probably, I don't know, 8 pounds, 10 pounds at the time. And we took him in the backyard, washed him with the blue shampoo, 
and off he went running. He just was <laughs> running as fast as he could around the backyard, and he, he looked like a, a Smurf. I mean, it was hilarious, <laughs> and that's what we called him, the Blue Smurf, and he'd just dash around, and so, yeah, that's, uh, that was Max when he was little. Yeah, well, how did he grow and become part of your family? Well, at the time, we didn't have children. He, he really was our first child, so to speak, and um, so he got our undivided attention, and Dana, also being a dog lover, you know, we just spent time with him. He... Mm-hmm. he would go with us places. He would drive around with us. And oh, I'll tell you a quick story. It just came to mind because I took him in the car one time and I was, I pulled into the neighborhood. I rolled the window down and he was kind of sitting in my lap and the window was down. And as I pulled in the driveway, Max knew he was home. Now, mind you, I think he was about a year, year and a half. He knew he was home. So he was ready to get out and go. He leaped out of my lap, out of the window. Ooh landed on the driveway and he snapped his chin but it kind of stunned him look meg i picked him up and ran inside i'm like i don't know what happened to max and he he just kind of stunned himself Uh um yeah that was kind of the adventures uh that we had with yeah he probably didn't do that again exactly exactly (laughs) gosh he he learned just like we do by making those crazy mistakes Mm -hmm. huh Yeah, sometimes we have to touch the stove. Yeah, yeah, I know. I wonder how many times God, you know, is like, just have this picture of him up in heaven yelling, don't do that, you know. (laughs) Exactly. And kind of to take that to the next step, what was the first thing I did? I went over and I scooped him on my arms, just as God does. Mm -hmm. When we make mistakes, he's such a loving, forgiving, caring God that he... He's just there for us. I know, isn't that I mean, I didn't blame Max for making a bad decision. I just just picked him up and said, are you okay? And I think God does the same. Yeah, as we that stuck. forgiveness and that mercy. How many times do we really not think we deserve that? Well, if if we were waiting to deserve God's love, I don't think we'd ever deserve it. Do yeah. you? <laughs> the analogy, how many times do we jump out the car window and land on our face? I mean, we do, yeah. right? And we sit yeah. there and we're like, is God going to bring me back and take me back after uh-huh. that bad decision? And he does. Yes. Isn't that reassuring? Well, he sounds like a lot of fun and quite a neat relationship for you two, since that was your really your first dog. Yeah. So when did you add the next dog to your family? So the next dog was, was interesting because I was so close with Max. I, I really wasn't interested in another dog. Dana took Max to the vet one day and um, she came home and said, I saw a, a puppy and I really would like you to go look at this puppy. He needs a home or she and I said, no, no, you know, Max is my buddy. I, I really uh, am committed to him. I, I don't want distractions. I want to enjoy that relationship with him. And she said, just come and see, come and see the puppy. So I went down to the vet and uh, she was in a cage. Now, mind you, they found her in a warehouse, Ooh. abandoned. So she mm-hmm. had mange, no hair, oh. a little something sticking up on her head, like a Figaro, (laughs) a patch. She had been starving. And so her stomach was bloated. She Uh had worms and she was a mess. And I looked at Dana, I'm like, really? Like we have this beautiful white dog and you you want me? And the next thing Mindy reaches up with her little paw and she just scratches on the door of that cage. And it was, it was the sweetest thing. I mean, it really Uh was. And, And it just said, you know, Hey, just love on me, you know. I just yeah. just bring me home, and I looked at Dana. I said, "Okay, the paw, the paw did it." And I mean, for years we laughed. It was the paw. It was the paw. The paw. Well, yeah. she wasn't all that attractive with mange, so it had to be something else than being attractive. Yeah. Well, you know, I think part of it goes back to um, 
faith, our faith, you know, mm-hmm. and we know in scripture that God calls us to love on the widows and the orphans. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> just knowing that she was found in, in a warehouse and there was really nobody else. She had been there for a week or two and they were just kind of waiting for the staff or somebody to take her home. And I said, nope, you know what? We're, we're taking Mindy. We're going to give Mindy a home. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we did. Yeah. yeah. So what happened with Mindy? So Mindy, well, I mean, it was just a journey. She she evolved like a, gosh, like a flower. She just, the beauty came out. She ended up having long hair. We had no idea because she, she was a mutt. We didn't uh-huh. know what breed she was going to be. Um, and she ended up having, she turned out to be almost the exact same, same size as Max. Oh, wow. So we have Big. two dogs that are 20 to 25 pounds. Um, she had long, beautiful golden hair like a golden retriever. Um, and she had long hair on her paws, and it was so fuzzy it hung over. We called them the Grinch paws. Oh. But um, <laughs> she was sweet, and she won our hearts over. She she was really a, a great addition. And, you know, I think it's just like they know adopted dogs. I don't know if you've rescued dogs. Mm-hmm. But we rescue have. dogs, they just know. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you for, for giving me that home. And, and she was always appreciative and sweet. And, yeah, Mindy was special. Well, as you described her, it made me think of a butterfly and the spiritual significance of a butterfly as a metaphor for our blooming in faith and we become a new creation. And Mindy became a new creation, didn't she? She did. Yeah. She, yeah. she was more than we ever expected. Yeah. She didn't, she w- didn't stay where she was. She became who she was supposed to be. What a beautiful picture. Yes. Yeah. Very neat. So... Between those two dogs, what did you learn about unconditional love? Yeah, so, you know, that was a big journey for me. Again, not having dogs growing up, you know, just having myself for years. I got married late. And so, you know, the first experience of unconditional love is is a marriage. But even then, you know, it's kind of conditional. We hope our spouse will cook us some meals or help with some laundry or whatever. You know, there are are certainly conditions. Um, So with a pet, we just love on them, right? We just, they, they, they give us love back, but there's not much else. And so having these two dogs really taught me just about, you know, caring on them and providing that home and and grooming and meals, making sure they get their meals. I mean, we have a responsibility to them Mm -hmm. and um, yeah, it, it really taught me a lot about unconditional love. Yeah, yeah. And what a beautiful picture that is. Um, God doesn't really want anything in return except for us to love him back. Yeah. And, I mean, there's nothing we can give him. He's the creator of the world, mm-hmm. but our love. Right. And so, yeah, I think very similar uh, relationship. Yeah. Well, before we talk more about your dogs, because you've had more than just Max and Mindy, I'd like to tell you and our uh, listeners a little bit about our website and our sponsors. Well, God and Our Dogs has great sponsors, and I really mean it when I say, please thank them when you see them. Branscombe Law, Wheeler's Western Outfitters, Kendall County Abstract, and the Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning. Because of them, we have a wonderful website, GodandOurDogs.com, including my blog and the sign-up for a weekly thought to ponder with stories based on my dogs on the Wanna Treat page. You can also listen to those thoughts to ponder Thursday mornings at 745 and 845 on Bernie Radio 103.9 FM or on the Bernie Radio app. Check out the show website for regular updates and resources. That's GodInOurDogs.com for lots of treats. Discover a new perspective. 
God and our dogs. This is Androesian, and you're listening to God and Our Dogs on Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. Well, we are back on God and Our Dogs, and this is Meg Greer, your host. Joining us today is Robert Cooper, Regional Sales Manager for Flow Therapy. Before the break, Robert told us about learning to care and love for his beautiful dogs, Max and Mindy. Well, Robert, you and your wife then had a new addition, but it was not a dog. Yes. It was a sweet little boy. Yes. So uh, about six years into our marriage, uh, Carson came along. And so you can imagine these two dogs who have had our undivided attention for six years had to learn to adjust. Uh, they did, big time. Yeah. And <laughs> and I think we see this with, with children in general. A lot of times when there's a new baby in the house, it's hard to share that attention. So we really had to teach them to be gentle, uh, to understand, you know, this baby is, is very um, harmless and, and vulnerable. And so they had to learn to mm-hmm. adapt and, and uh, welcome him in the house. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, as you, as you say that, it really makes me think about, God, and we're all a part of his family, right? He's got plenty of love for all of us. You know, it's, we're not in competition. Like I'm not in competition for God's love with you and you're not in competition with me. He has enough love for everybody. Right. Yeah. I wonder how that works. Well, (laughs) yeah, I think it it took those dogs a little bit of time to understand that we wouldn't be taken away from them. Um, We weren't going to kick them out of the bed because they love to sleep in the bed. Oh, aren't you generous? (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, there's an adjustment. And I think, like you said, Meg, uh, that we have to um, know that our Heavenly Father has that endless love for us. And, um, And we were able to bring Carson home. And what was great is, Although I didn't grow up in a doghouse, Carson did. Mm-hmm. He knew these dogs from from his, his earliest memory. Uh-huh. And so he's really become quite the dog lover. Oh, that's that. cool. That's very neat. Well, you know, Max and Mindy probably aren't around any longer because they would be really old. Did they have a long life? They did. It was very interesting as they as they kind of got up there in years. They both got sick. Mm-hmm. Um, Mindy had what we probably believe was uh, probably liver cancer. Her liver got swollen. And Max was having his own issues. And we had to make a decision at that time. We were leaving town for about 10 days. My father-in-law was going to stay with the dogs. And we didn't want to put him in a position, um, a difficult position. We, we could see. I mean, they were, they were close. Um, and so we were very fortunate to have a great vet. Mm-hmm. And she came over with her team to the house. And we were able to say goodbye in a very beautiful, humane way mm-hmm. to, to Max and Mindy. Yeah, yeah that's important. So how did, how did Carson handle that? It was tough. Um, not as tough as we thought. Because, you know, he said he really hadn't had them his whole life. And we had kind of made an adjustment. And I don't know if you're alluding to this, but to help with the transition, we actually went and got another dog. And so we knew that he would need something to distract him. Um, So probably three years before the dogs passed, we brought home Golden Retriever. And we we went to the breeder and and let Carson pick out the dog. So it was going to be his dog. Mm -hmm. And, and brought home Rufus. Yeah. And so Carson did okay. It, you know, it's, it's always hard. Well, and you know, probably having a puppy 
Puppy helped Max and Mindy. I've seen it in our home with our two dogs. The puppy kind of reinvigorates the older dogs. They, he really did. Yeah. You're exactly right. Yeah. So that's that's really neat. They may have lived longer because of that. Yeah. I think so. What she thought was being humane really helped them out. <laughs> it was very humane, right? Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. So did you end up giving Rufus a puppy to play with? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I think we're a two-dog, at least two-dog household. And uh-huh. so um, we were at a fundraiser one uh-huh. night, and um, they brought out this beautiful black lab. Of course they did. <laughs> had a bow tie and everything. Oh, my gosh. I know. And um, we, we loved the organization we were at. We had already planned on, you know, being mm-hmm. a part of the fundraising. And so she said, what about the dog? And I said, oh, no. And again, I think it was that selfishness on my part. I was loving Rufus being there with him. Couldn't see at the time that we wanted to share uh, with another dog. And she said, no, I think this is the next dog. And so we brought home Scout uh-huh. to add to our family. Yeah, yeah so, Black Lab. Yeah, and I don't know. We had a Black Lab who was all lab. Is Scout all lab? Scout is all all lab. Yeah. So when he comes outside, the first thing he does is he introduces himself to the world around him with his nose. So he'll mm-hmm. stop everything and just sniff for two to three minutes, mm-hmm. figure out what's going on, what's mm-hmm. in the area. Yeah, who's around. Yeah. And then uh, after he sniffs and figures that out, um, it's all about running and playing. And yeah, Scout is uh, quite the adventurer. Scout has earned the reputation in our neighborhood as Houdini. Oh, Houdini. So, um, we have a big backyard, but it's apparently not big enough for Scout. And so he dig under our fence, tunnel under, and, and go on adventures around the neighborhood. And uh, the neighbors, you know, typically will will post on our Facebook page or give us a text and, hey, Scout's out running. And just kind of wait. Scout always comes home. He, yeah. He just likes to go out and stretch his legs. And I think he's swimming in the neighbor's pool. Oh. He comes home wet, and we're like, what have you been doing? Maybe they have a pool party over there. I don't know what the other dogs <laughs> maybe, do. I was going to say, maybe there are a bunch of dogs in that pool. <laughs> Probably. We're not he, sure. he sniffed, and, oh, wet dogs. Okay, Everyone's let's go out. find the party. It's pool party. <laughs> <laughs> That's so yep. funny, just the image of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Everybody rendezvous at two yeah. at the pool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it makes you wonder what the tom-tom is. You know, maybe it's the paw-paws, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <Yep. laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I can see that. And, you know, it, it, some of our guests have talked about boundaries and how they're, they like their dogs to have boundaries. And I know you don't really like Scout being out in the yard, but he does return to his boundary. And what does that say about us and our relationship with God? Yeah, I think we uh, have a tendency to stretch that boundary don't Mm -hmm. we we do and um you know again god just being you know full of grace full of love and um and and welcoming us back when we do push that boundary it's such a a beautiful picture i'm sure you kind of felt like the father in the in the prodigal son story the first time he came back on his own it was like yay you're back Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you wonder why they run. Are they unhappy? Is there Mm -hmm. something they're running from? And we learned it was just to to stretch his legs and he knows where his home is Mm -hmm. and he knows where to come back for safety. And again, the prodigal son, he knew after everything he did and spent all that money and ended up in the pigsty, he knew where to come home and Mm -hmm. that he would be welcome with open arms. And Scout knows he's done this many, many, many times. He knows he's going to get disciplined. Try to tell him that's bad, bad decision. But despite that, he knows that we're going to love on him. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, when you talk about boundaries, all of our dogs are well-trained. I mean, they have the basics. They sit, they shake, they do. But 
you know, Scout is not, I think, necessarily being defiant. He's just being Scout. He mm-hmm. loves that, that freedom, mm-hmm. but he knows he can come home to a safe place. Yeah, well, that's good. Well, you know, before the show, you told me that one of your favorite scriptures is Romans 5, verses 3 through 5. And I'll read it since um, probably everybody doesn't have their Bible, you know, right handy to get it out. Not only so, but we also glory in our suffering because we know that suffering produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So how can we see that in our dogs? Yeah, I think about all of our dogs had a bit of a journey to mm-hmm. get where they were. You know, we talked about Mindy and how she kind of emerged as that beautiful butterfly. She, her, her life was rough. She was abandoned. I mm-hmm. mean, she, you know, if we're abandoned, it hurts. Yeah. Um, and, and even, you know, Max, he started out, he had fleas and he, he had challenges. Scout, we didn't talk about it earlier, but Scout and Rufus, when Scout was a puppy, he was playing with a toy with Rufus and got his ear bit off. Um, so he experienced some pain early on. Yeah. So he had to come, overcome. So I think of perseverance. And then, you know, as we persevere, that's what really builds our character. Uh, mm-hmm. We all know that in life, uh, it's not during the good times that we necessarily form our character. It's when, when we're challenged and seeing these dogs go through their challenges, but having a loving home to nurture them through and build them up and continue to nurture and encourage and love. They became the mm-hmm. fantastic dogs that they have over the years. And mm-hmm. I think that's what we need to do. We need to not run from our challenges, embrace them. We don't always welcome them, but we embrace them and know that God is there to, to walk through it with us and we'll build our character in that i think the hope part um also should include rejoicing um because as you mentioned so many times our character gets built in the hard times but it's good to remember who god is in the good times so that we can um persevere Mm -hmm. again you know we have something to look forward to that's right that's right well you know time goes so fast when we're talking about two of our favorite subjects god and dogs. Yes. <laughs> so, but I don't want to leave until you've had a chance to tell us a little bit about flow therapy. What you do is so fascinating and gives so much hope. Well, thanks, Meg. It is a, a really wonderful therapy. I've been fortunate enough to be in the cardiology arena now for about 20 years. Uh, I've sold different products, and this has just been an incredible journey. Flow therapy, we have a unique therapy. It's a non-invasive, non-surgical therapy, and it helps patients who suffer with chest pain and shortness of breath. And a lot of times these patients are told there's nothing else we can do. They're not a candidate for surgery um, due to maybe the anatomy of their vasculature. They can't get a stent or they can't get an open heart surgery. Mm-hmm. So they're on medicines and um, they're dealing with a lot of challenges. The shortness of breath and, and chest pain is limiting. Mm-hmm. And often they can't do the daily activities you and I are used to doing every mm-hmm. day. And so they start to uh, lead very compromised lives. And so my job is to make sure the doctors, the local cardiologists are aware of this therapy. Uh, I'm an educator. And so I uh, help them identify the patients who are appropriate for this therapy. When these patients come, um, you talked about hope. A lot of times these patients have lost hope. They mm. really think this is the way my life's going to end. And we bring them to our clinic and they do 35 one-hour sessions. Again, it's a non-invasive therapy. They get to lay on a bed and we have Netflix and <laughs> all the wonderful TV stations and they can just lay and, and relax. And we push the blood 
into their heart that helps the heart build what we call collaterals. It's a natural bypass. The, mm-hmm. the body will build when we have blockages, but it takes time. Yeah. So our therapy expedites that process. Uh, after 35 one-hour sessions, patients leave with more energy, less chest pain, less shortness of breath, and they're able to resume normal activities. They're back to gardening and cooking mm-hmm. in the kitchen. Some of them just doing laundry and carrying the groceries. Those very simple activities of daily life that they think that they'll never really be able to do again. What a joy chores might end up being again, you know? Yes. (laughs) Well, Robert, thank you so much for telling us about it, and especially for joining us today. I appreciate you being a guest on God and Our Dogs. Thanks for having me, Meg. It's been great. Well, before we bring the show to a close, I'd like to leave with a thought to ponder. Yes, that's P-A-W-N-D-E-R. New puppies in the family are such a joy. They have stinky puppy breath. They play endlessly, take serious naps, and have lots of accidents. I ponder, are we like puppies in God's eyes, making lots of mistakes on the way to growing up in spiritual maturity? How can God's patience with us help us grow in grace and purpose, just like our patience helps our puppies grow up? Let me know what you think after pondering. Email stories at godandourdogs.com. Thanks to the God and Our Dogs business partners, including Ratner Consulting, Ron Zunker with Pax Financial Group, Solid Realty, and Merle Norman Cosmetics and Spa and Bernie. This is Meg Greer. You have been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you and thank you for joining us. You can listen to the show again on our website or subscribe on your favorite podcast site. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for show bonuses. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn at God and Our Dogs and click follow. Subscribing and following help the show spread the word about discovering a new perspective to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. God and our dogs.com. Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. Now let's head over to the Patrick Heath Public Library with Miss Constance for Children's Story Time. As the Patrick Heath Library is open today from 10 to 4, this is Bernie Radio.